Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you. Both um, ISO from home. How are you enjoying it? It's wonderful. It's as much as I'd like things to be back to normal. It's, it's nice to, I guess, work from home and have the option, <laughs> I guess, making your own food in your own kitchen at the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a little bit different, I guess. Um, finding a few distractions here with uh, between dogs barking and kids crying, but I guess we um just got to deal with it as best as we can, right? That's right. Everyone's in the same boat. Everyone understands. That's it. So I um just wanted to get you to jump on and have a chat um about sort of all some of the changes that are um happening at the moment, and I guess yeah. the way that we're getting through everything and the sort of some of the things that we're doing. Um, so. Sorry, I'm just going to, you're usually the, um, the curator of this. So I'm the host today. So excuse anyone if something goes wrong. Uh, so do you want to give us a bit of a brief overview on the market and exactly what's happening there? Yeah. So well, rental market at the moment, um, we're seeing, or at least for us in our agency, we're seeing quite a bit of activity there still. Um, I know on realestate.com.au in terms of stock levels, um, there were 592 properties for rent available across our four core suburbs. So those being yeah. Thornley, Wesley, Normanhurst and Pennant Hills. Um, so obviously a mixture of houses, apartments, townhouses, a range of prices. Um, I don't know about you, but if I was a tenant looking sort of in, in a certain pocket or a certain suburb, I would sort of see that as a lot of, um, a lot of opportunity to sort yeah. of move. Um, and the people that are, I guess, inquiring through our properties for rent more often than not were sort of, I guess, in finding out their situation, what they're looking at, they're looking to basically make a move at a reduced rent. You know, a lot of people are trying to cut costs at the moment, so they might be downsizing or just simply going down a price range. Yeah, so we're getting a lot of applications come in where we've got an asking price, and I think one at the moment is in Normanhurst, and I think from memory is about three eighty per week. And we had one application at three eighty, but then someone else I think it was off the three seventy or three sixty. So That's we're right. starting to see a little bit more of the sort of rental negotiations happening on sort of advertised rents. Is that fair to say? Definitely, yeah, definitely. So you know, whether it be ten, twenty dollars less, it's not normally too far below, but yeah, definitely a lot of people again just trying to save their costs. Yeah, yeah, which is fair enough, especially with what's happening at the moment. Um, and roughly how long is it taking us to get properties rented um, as an average? As an average? Well, again, because we're seeing a lot of people not coming through an open home, but inquiring and wanting private inspections, you know, the last few we've had, it's only taken a matter of a week and a half or two mm. weeks. Mm. Um, again, it might not be as quick in terms of getting people through open homes, but it's still... I guess quick because we're showing people through and, and getting them interested and then they just apply off the back of that and it's done. So, yeah. so far it's pretty quick. Yeah. And I think what you guys and our property management team have done really well is making sure that we're having sort of floor plans, professional photography and videos on all of our listings. I know we touched on this a little bit on one of our last webinars that we did. How are you finding getting those videos off to people and just give us a brief a rundown on the actual process around sending the video out from the time that the inquiry is made from the tenant to them actually potentially coming to have a look. 
Yeah, so if uh, a tenant or potential tenant inquires um, on one of our properties, I guess to reduce traffic flow for the owner as well through their rental property, uh, especially if there's someone living in there as well, um, we do have a property walkthrough, which is something that we've taken ourselves. It's just a, a simple video which shows, I guess, each room of the property and the externals and, and how it comes across. Um, so we send them that and if they like the look of it, and it's appealing to them, then we organise a private inspection from there. We find it's really beneficial because it sort of culls anyone that, you know, would sort of go, oh, okay, that's how it looks in the yeah. flesh. Well, I might, I might not be so, so interested in having a look then. And then on the other side, it, it, you know, people have a look and go, well, that looks fantastic. Let me, let me have a look and, and then I'll apply straight away. So... Yeah, and we're finding people are somewhat already making the decision to either rent that property at that time before they even get there. And it's just having a quick physical inspection just to make sure. And the one thing I love about what you guys and the property management team have been doing is having sort of floor plans on a lot of the listings as well. Um, and that's not something that has been quite typical for rental properties. And we've been very fastidious around having professional photography because even now more than ever, photography is the most important thing, um, not just in the rental space, but in the sales environment. I mean, the sales environment we typically would see a lot of professional photography anyway but now at least in the rental space it's becoming a little bit more a lot more prominent would you say definitely um well sort of in the same way that people are sending through property walkthrough videos i guess there are lots of potential tenants out there who can't get out of their house as frequently or, or they might be in isolation themselves not wanting to leave the house so again if it's presenting as best it can the property online um then you know it it just makes it easier for them to make a decision. And in terms of a floor plan, the amount of times a tenant or anyone, any buyer or anyone just goes, well, is my furniture going to fit in this property? <laughs> Even if they've already seen the property, they can at least go back and have a look and say, well, the floor plan, there it is. Kind of measure up and decide off that. Yeah, love it. It's just making that decision a whole lot easier. And I think that's testament to you and the team in terms of getting properties rented a lot quicker now as well, because people have got all the information before they get there. It's just a quick decision, fill out the application and move on from there. Um, so why don't we talk about lease renewals and rental increases? What's happening in that environment? So in terms of lease renewals, what we are, I guess, aiming for at the moment is always having a tenant in a lease agreement. So if their lease is coming up to expiry, we will always, as we normally would, just suggest, you know, signing another six month, another 12 month, just always keeping them in that contract. It's both security for the tenant and the landlord. Um, but in terms of a rent increase, just with everything that's going on, we're not looking to increase rents as much at the moment. Um, just simply because, as we said before, people are trying to, you know, get the most cost-effective house that they can, and in increasing the rent, it does put the, or yeah, put the potential that the tenant might want to move out and, and find something else that is is just better value for them in yep. this troubling time. So we're not really aiming to increase rent at the moment, unless it's you know. In hugely undervalued. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. But we are also finding from conversations I've had with you is a lot of the landlords are saying, hey, obviously, just don't lose the tenant. That's the main thing. So if the tenant's lease is up and they want to continue, if there's a conversation that needs to be had around a rent reduction, most landlords are saying, let's go and have that conversation. Um, if not, just trying to lock in the tenant, whether it be for another six or 12 month lease. And if we are getting both landlords and tenants agreeing on rent reductions, which we'll talk about the legislations in just a 
second. What we're saying to some of our landlords is like, let's just do another six month lease at a slightly reduced rent to get both the tenant and everyone through these difficult times. And then in six months time, you can go and reevaluate that. And if you want to go increase the rent again, you have the opportunity to do it, right? Definitely. And look, everything is negotiable, as we say. So it's better to try and work together and, and come to an agreement than just, you know, sort of say, all right, well, that's it. You know, that's the way yeah. it's going to be. Yeah, that's right. No, I love it. So um, talk us through some of the legislation changes that came into effect. I think it was on the 15th of April. Um, so it's talking about the moratoriums on leases um, and something about a 60 day stop. Um, what, what's all that about? So the six month stop on eviction notices has basically been put in place, like you said, on the 15th of April. Yep. Uh, it ends on the 15th of October, I believe. So it's that six month period where a landlord can't, um, I guess, issue a termination notice for non-payment of rent to a tenant. Uh, a tenant though has to prove that they have fallen on hardship as a direct result of COVID-19. Yep. So, you know, if a tenant does fall behind on rent, um, or, you know, can't pay their rent at all, a landlord can't just issue a termination notice as they usually would. It has to be something that's negotiated and has to be, yeah, I guess, can't, can't issue the termination notice. But the 60-day stop, which is in place at the moment until obviously June, so two months from now, um, basically it uh, stops landlords from issuing any kind of termination notice at all or applying to have the tenant evicted for non-payment of rent. So it's like a, a freeze essentially. And the reason why they put that in or put that in place is simply to, I guess, allow everyone to take a break, let tenants sort of see if they can gain government assistance um, and see if they can get help paying their rent that way. And for landlords, similarly, if they want to contact their financial institution, see if they can get a mortgage freeze or at least reduced payments. That way, at the end of that 60 days notice, when negotiations come round, it's not as a difficult, not as difficult time. So they've put that in place just for everyone to sort of you know, work things out in their own way and then we'll look to negotiating. Yeah, and I guess we're quite lucky in this respect where prior to this actually coming in, we had a process in place. So we had application forms that the tenant had to fill out if they were in financial hardship. And we were sort of referring people or tenants to make sure they went to the government stimulus packages first, giving us proof that they've actually gone and done that, showing us proof that they've had drop in revenue and all those sorts of things. And um, I guess trying to stop the landlords having to take a lot of the impact with these new changes that have come in, it's obviously given a lot more protection around tenants, which I think is, is really really good because I do feel like you know we had some landlords saying well as soon as the tenant's behind quickly give them notice to vacate or or non-payment of rent termination and at least this has provided a little bit of protection around that um, but from like a landlord's perspective can they still issue termination notices and and if they can like is there anything that they need to have in place I think from when I was reading it they had to have shown that they've had a conversation with the tenant around trying to negotiate rent is that right? That's right. So if they, I guess, try to negotiate the rent together and they can't come to an agreement, there's a dispute resolution on New South Wales Fair Trading. They can always, you know, go, go down that avenue if they so choose. Yeah. Um, but after that 60-day stop, the landlord can, um, I guess, apply to tribunal to, to have, a, I guess, a tenant terminated if they can prove that they have tried to negotiate the process themselves, all right, or if they think it's fair and reasonable to do so. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, and there was something in there about if a landlord's suffering undue hardship, then there's a sort of uh, something that they can do in that regard to um, ask the tenant to leave. Is that right? Yeah. So I believe at any time during this, um, I guess, six month period, if the landlord themselves are suffering undue hardship, you know, a tenant's not paying rent and they can't cover the mortgage and they've tried tried contacting their own bank and, and sorting it for themselves and they can't, they still can apply to tribunals to take back possession of the property. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I think that was basically everything from the release that came out. Um, was there anything that I've missed there or have you've missed there? No. So sort of as we suggested, if, if a tenant, you know, is wanting to prove that they have, lost, I guess, 25% or more of their income and, and can't afford the rent. Um, we've got a form they can fill out, as, as we yeah. discussed. Um, they need to include documents like, you know, pay slips or previous pay slips that, you know, shows that there is that loss. Because, yes. um, you know, we want to make sure that as much as we want to trust everyone, we want to ensure that, you know, what's happened is really happened and, um, and we want to, you know, get, look after our landlord's best interests as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, there was a flow chart, which um, I've pulled up on screen here. Um, this has come out from New South Wales government. And I think that this is probably a good representation and something that people can go off around sort of the rent reductions. Um, and this is something that we've been using as well uh, uh, from what you've told me. Yeah, that's right. So just a simple yes, no little, little chart um, that sort of takes you through the scenario and whether I guess your scenario applies to you know whether you can terminate or or not terminate the lease continues. Yeah, so it lets you sort of recognise you know if the tenant has lost rent there and if I guess the moratorium applies. Yeah, of course. We've been using this a fair bit actually with some of the tenants um, and also landlords just to say to them, okay, well, you know, is this something that's going to be uh, suitable for you? And this is a conversation we need to have. Um, so it's another good form that you guys have implemented within the business, which has been exciting. Um, we had some questions come through, which I'm just going to pull up now. Um, so Sam asks, can a landlord and tenant still end a tenancy if they agree to? Yes, they can. So everything is negotiable, as, as we said. So simple as that. If they both agree, you know, without any sort of, um, uh, you know, extra payments or anything, if they, they need to leave, um, then and the landlord agrees, both parties, I guess, agree, then that's fine. You can still end the lease that way. Yeah, okay. Um, what proof does a tenant need to show that they are impacted by COVID? Uh, so, again, I think we touched on before, so proof of their prior income they were earning, yep. so their, their old job um, before yep. that, they, I guess, was stood down. Um, proof of the stand down or termination, um, if, again, if that applies, or the loss of work hours, so, again, a payslip showing that they're working significantly less, um, and proof of government income support as well. So, if they are, I guess, receiving that income support and it makes up the loss of income for them, then yeah. Yeah, that, that rent um, assistance doesn't apply, the termination. Yeah, okay. Um, does a tenant need, this good question actually, does a tenant need to pay back rental arrears or will the amount be waived? So it's not automatically waived. Um, it could be waived if the landlord has negotiated this um, with the tenant and they're happy to do so. But I, I believe we'd more commonly see a repayment plan put in place um, 
for the rent that's owed, you know, even if it is at a reduced amount. Yeah, okay. Um, and if an agreement can't be reached? Well, yeah, New South Wales Fair Trading have their dispute um, resolution just on their, their website if they can't sort of, a landlord and tenant can't reach an agreement themselves. So it's, it's always handy, but we do always suggest not having to go down that avenue because it's best just to you know, keep things open and honest between the parties and, and come to an agreement. But if yeah. you can't, they're there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think we've been quite lucky we haven't had that scenario yet. And um, the one thing that this whole pandemic's done is that everyone's really in the same boat or most people are in the same boat. There's a lot of businesses, businesses that are doing amazing. So um, both tenants and landlords are open to having a conversation because I think you know, landlords are feeling the pinch just as much as the tenants are. And, you know, I think there's a real emphasis around landlords keeping tenants inside properties rather than just having them leave and just try and find the next person because, you know, there's not a lot of rental properties coming on the market. You know, I think the stock's relatively okay, but still trying to get people through homes and the restrictions that we have is very challenging and people just not wanting to leave the house has made it a little bit harder, right? That's right. That's right. Again, it comes down to that good presentation online so that when they do come out, they do want to leave, then it's a smooth process from there. Yeah, love that. Floor plans, all that sort of stuff that you guys are doing. Well, um, thank you so much for taking the time to chat and clear all that up. Um, I'm a landlord myself and I'm still trying to get my head around it. So you've made it a lot easier for us. Um, if anyone has any questions for either Jasmine or I or our property management team, they can send it through to us, either direct message or shoot us an email. Um, and apart from that, enjoy ISO. You've got a decent background there with a bit of greenery. It's much better than the office. <laughs> yeah, it's um, nice to be, nice to have the plants around you. They're just from the garden outside. So out the front so it's pleasant <laughs> <laughs> love that well um thank you again and i'm sure we'll catch up with you soon thank you speak soon bye